This is the Other Side Sports Podcast. I'm Joe. I got my man Anthony on. Anthony, how you doing, man? Man, not doing too bad. Um, allergies kind of kicking my butt this week, so I apologize if my voice is a little hoarse today and maybe coughing from time to time. But 70, 70 degrees here already in the morning, and everything's got flowers blooming on it right now. So it's that kind of miserable week or so for us allergy getters, man. How about you? Uh, good, man. Good. Yeah, it's going to be great weather here uh, the remaining of this weekend. It rained yesterday, but uh, so I think the high is supposed to be about 70 degrees here. But, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend, man. And look, man, let's get into this NFL free agency. You know, me and you, we've texted back and forth the past couple of weeks, man. And so let's get started, man. Let's get right into it with our Cowboys. I'll let you lead off. I'll let you kind of tell everybody, <laughs> you know, how you felt, the ups and downs, and then we go from there. I'll give you my, uh, I'll give you my, uh, my thoughts on it as well. So go right ahead, bud. All right, man. Yeah, I'll tell you, we'll start off. This is definitely the craziest probably week and a half of NFL, I guess you'd call it free agency trades, all that stuff that I've ever seen. So I definitely think the NFL world is starting to transition um, into this. We see this in the NBA and in MLB, but usually don't see it that much in the, in, in the NFL. But yeah, with, especially with trades, I mean, so many trades this week that we'll discuss, but yeah, let's get right into it here with the Cowboys. So the biggest thing that started with the Cowboys was, was a trade. I mean, we, traded Amari Cooper to the Browns essentially for nothing. I mean, I think we got a fifth-round pick in compensation for it, Um, basically just to try to dump Amari's contract. That was kind of the biggest thing that's came out of the Cowboys over the last 10 days, that. And then Randy Gregory, weirdly enough, you know, they they get something comes out that says he's he's signing, he's going to agree, and then kind of last minute he decides – no, I'm, I'm not. I guess he didn't like some of the language that Dallas had in the contract about if he gets suspended, which, I mean, I don't think you can blame the Cowboys for putting that in there considering Gregory's past. Um, but he decided to not sign with Dallas and take his, his talents to uh, Denver with the Broncos. So my initial reaction with that is, is to be honest, now the, I was I was kind of irritated when I first heard about this because I'm like, man, Dallas needs to be making moves. We never do anything in free agency. We always sit on our hands and wait till the you know day two, day three, and try to grab the value guys. But um, I think it's a good move, man, to dump Cooper and Gregory off. I just I like Gregory. I think he's good. But many last year he had six sacks, so it's not like he was a 15 sack game changer and I mean the Broncos paid him 70 million dollars I just don't think he's worth that money what we've really seen in a lot of these free agency that that I've seen is everybody is getting paid everybody's getting overpaid by a lot this free agency so some of the teams that are kind of sitting back and not doing a whole lot of moves I think is the kind of the right way to go if you're looking for your long-term gains so yeah man I'm, uh, I was happy to see Gregory kind of go just because of that money. And then Cooper, man, he's just – he's not worth $20 million a year. I like Amari. I think he's a pro. But, you know, me and you have, have been critical of him so many times in the past for just not showing up in big games and especially games on the road. So my initial reaction to those first two big ones that we lost was I was okay with it, man. How about you? <clears throat> no, same here, man. I um just like you know, you know my you know my long term <clears throat> long time stance on Cooper. Great talent can run the entire route tree. Can can you know? I'm one of the smoothest route runners ever. But I I go back anytime somebody comes to Dallas and their receiver, and I know it's probably 
you know, I it, it's it's my you know get off my lawn old man in the cloud type uh, comparisons, but I'm comparing you to Michael Irvin. I'm sorry, you know, in terms of not ability but just toughness, grit, the ability to fight for that ball on third down, the ability to elevate your quarterback. That's who I'm comparing you to. That's just how it goes with me, man. And Cooper was none of that. He was just like I said. He he probably has the the best route tree in the NFL. Everybody says how smooth he is, but the problem is Anthony when the rubber meets the road, when you have to get that when 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 you have to go into a hostile place. He he has shrunk so many times where I've seen enough. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm being wrong, but that's just how I am. And I thought about it, right? If you think about it, everybody accuses Dak of not making Dez better or not making Cooper better, right? But if you look at it, I, I finally looked at it. Uh, I was listening to somebody last night who made a point was, whether we believe it or not, four is a winner, right? He is a winner. I don't care what anybody says. You go back to Mississippi State or whatever. The guy is a winner. And if you remember, he went to Dez in some big moments that year that, uh, uh, you know, when, when he took over and Dez dropped the ball. Remember, Dez had to drop some things of that nature. Yep. And he, and he lost Forrest's confidence. And then Cooper, I remember a couple games in Philadelphia, just in hostile environments where he just didn't show up. And he lost Forrest's confidence. So Forrest, once, once, once you lose Forrest's confidence, he's not going to mill around with you, man. He's going to try to find the next best thing. So I hate to see Cooper go in terms of that, just that, just that threat. Look, he's a threat, you know, but I feel like CD, I feel like Gallup, um, you know, they brought in James Washington. I feel like those guys are ready to take the next step. So I'm cool with that. Randy Gregory, same thing. Gregory is a physical specimen, you know, coming out of Nebraska. Unfortunately for him, he had all those problems with the marijuana and things of that nature. And now the league has kind of relaxed a lot of those policies. But the problem is, you're still not producing. And I'll never forget just that those couple of bonehead penalties offsides against the 49ers that really broke the momentum on those big third downs. I mean, I'm happy for him that he got paid, but you're right. Six sacks, he's not worth $70 million. So, you know, hopefully it works out for him in Denver. But, yeah, we I'm, I'm good with the moves. Yeah, me too. Uh, just to kind of piggyback in a couple of your points, we're two totally different generations, not to, you know, call sure, you old absolutely. enough, man, but no, we're, no. we're different. We're different generations. So you compare any free agent wide receiver to Michael Irvin. I yep. compare him to T.O. because that's my guy. And absolutely. I mean, to compare Amari Cooper to T.O., I mean, it's hard for me not to even laugh. It's hard for me not to <laughs> laugh to compare those two. There's no comparison there. So, yeah, Cooper's just – he's just not that guy. And and the other thing with Cooper, man, that, that, that my biggest thing is – and I don't know if you feel the same way. I'd like your opinion on it. But I don't think Amari cares that much about winning. Do you get that sense? Yeah, football is not uh, – he's not one of those guys that breathes, sleeps, and eats football. He's just not. He's an intellectual guy, very smart, um, very cerebral. Um, he is not going to uh, just be one of those guys in that NFL environment, that NFL locker room. Um, he's just not one of those guys. And you know what? Hey, kudos to him, but uh, I don't need that type of guy on the football field. I need a, somebody who lives, sleeps, eats, breathes football. Uh, agree. Uh, a la Micah Parsons. That's what I like the most about Micah Parsons is 
I think he eats, breathes, and sleeps football. That's my, that's Micah's biggest uh, attribute, in my opinion. Um, I don't think uh, Cooper has that at all. Uh, Randy Gregory, you hit the nail on the head. The I, Randy did some great things. I'm happy he got his life together. I'm happy he got paid because, I mean, if you just said four years ago Randy was going to make get a $70 million contract, we'd have probably said we're not sure about that just because of all the issues he had off the field. Um, but unfortunately for me, man, when somebody says Randy Gregory, what's the first thing coming to mind as a Cowboys fan? It's bonehead penalties, man. That's literally yep. what I've seen time and time again in the biggest moments. He's jumping off sides. He's going to rough the passer. He's going to hit a guy in the head. It just – it's constant with, with RG. So, yeah, I was really happy with those, those two moves um, to kind of move on. Now, Dallas didn't add a whole lot. Um, you know, they did add Fowler and James Washington last night, uh, kind of late moves, but they did get the franchise tag on Schultz, which I was very happy to see Schultz come back, so I really enjoy that move. And then I've got to give Demarcus Lawrence some credit here because I know I've been ultra-critical of D-Law in the past, but D-Law restructuring his contract to a three-year deal and saving Dallas a ton of cap space just shows me that he wants to be in Dallas and and D-Law I think he's a little bit different I I think he kind of wants to win too I think he really has that want to win mentality um, even though he doesn't always produce as much as we'd like him to on the field but so I got to give D-Law some credit for you know doing what he did to kind of help the team out he's staying loyal to Dallas and I'm happy to have him back next year so um, yeah man what what do you think of those guys that we were able to re-sign you know we gave Gallup the big money um, and then Fowler and Washington, just give me a little, you know, what do you think about those guys? Yeah. So <clears throat> for D law, yeah, I, I like the contract and, you know, kudos to him. He actually, he, had, he actually only had five more million dollars of guaranteed money. So he increased that by uh, 25 more million, but he only hits 10 million on the cap. So I love that. I think he's got three years of solid football left. No problem with that. Um, uh, LVE. LBA actually played really solid down the strip. I remember that. I remember that big stop he had. Uh, I forgot who we played, but he played really, really hard down the stretch. And I think now he'll have the ability to go back and work out and do the things that he really needed to do. Because you remember they had that body pick of him, and people were shaming him because it looked like he had a little bit of a belly. But that's that's only because he wasn't able to work out. Um, apparently the, the medical plan they had him on. But this year, he's supposed to really be able to get back and lift weights and do the things he need to do. So, I, I it, you know, and it's only one year. It's a little of nothing money, so I don't have a problem with that. Fowler, uh, I think Fowler is going to be a solid pickup. What he had, 11.5 sacks last year. Um, he's a worker. Don't have an issue with that. Washington is a hard-nosed outside receiver, which kind of, I don't want to say fill that Amari slot in terms of, the overall uh, smoothness of a receiver, but he's a downfield threat, which we can still use CD in the slot. So I don't have an issue with that. I'm happy with that. And um, golly, who was the other one? Um, Michael Gallup. I think Michael Gallup is ready to take a leap, man. If he can just stay healthy, if he can. And what I'm saying is I think he's one of those guys that's going to be kind of nicked his entire career. But when Michael Gallup's in the game, he puts, unbelievable pressure on the defense and he can make those acrobatic catches and things of that nature. So I know fans are just, we have it. Anthony, I'm kind of happy that we really are starting to clear our cap and, and because you know, we're going to let Zeke go after next year. We know that. So I'm, 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 
believe it or not, I am not uh, – I'm even keel about the Cowboys uh, uh, NFL free agency season. The only one I want to see, I hopefully we can get something done with J. Ron Curse. Hopefully. But if we don't, that's okay too, you know? Yeah, I, I like the Malik Hooker uh, bringing him back. Yes, I think absolutely. Hooker played pretty well at the end of the year. So if he has to fill in – and we got Hooker for, I mean – Two years, eight million dollars is a yeah, great that's a contract. And, yep. and you know, the one thing that I will say and, and that you know people have to it, it really admit, Dallas is generally they get hit hard by the fan base because they're they don't jump out early and overpay. They kind of wait and get those valuable, those value free agent signings yep. near the end. Yep. Well, last year it worked out really well because how many free agents like a KZ or like a J Ron curse or, you know, like a, even a Keanu Neal paid pretty decent uh, Basham played really well. They signed a bunch of guys last year that, that played well and had a lot of valuable plays for them, you know? So I don't know. Well, could I think Fowler could potentially be like Robert Quinn was for us a few years ago. I think Fowler could step in, especially considering he's got, you know, probably Mike on the other side of him. I think Fowler's going to get a lot of one-on-one, when Fowler was most productive is when he had Aaron Donald with him in, in, in LA. So yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Um, the Washington signing, I think it's just good depth at wide receiver and a guy that's played a lot. You know, we both like Malik Turner, but yep, you know he doesn't have a ton of playing time. So give having a, a veteran like James Washington in there who has a lot of playing time, I think will help Malik Turner out. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what they've done. I don't think it's, by any means, an all-in to win this year because we both kind of admitted to it. This is a soft rebuild year probably Absolutely. for the Cowboys. Absolutely. So yeah. it's not like, you know, some of these teams we're going to talk about here shortly. You know, the Rams are all in right now. Tampa's all in right now, and they should be, right? They should be all in because it's win-now mode for them. It's not quite like that in Dallas. At the end of the day, our core is still super young. I mean, Dax young still Gallup. You just signed to a lot of money. He's young. You got Pollard on the offensive side lines getting a little aging. I think the lines our biggest concern. That is what I would really like to see them address uh, via the draft. You know, we did lose Lyle Collins and Connor Williams. So we and that's addition by subtraction. It is. It is definitely addition by subtraction. So the only guarantee you've got right now is it looks like I would say it's probably Tyron Smith at left tackle and, you know, Zach Martin at guard and um, Steele at right tackle. I think the other spots, center and the other guard spot, are totally up in the air depending on what you get via draft. So I, I definitely think that's got to be their number one concern. And and Dallas still has a little bit of money left to play with. So are they done? Probably not. Um, I just – I don't think it's going to be a splash. I know I keep hearing Bobby Wagner and stuff like that. I think the money they've got left over, I just don't see them doing a big splash. I think you'll get a couple – solid guys and then I think they'll maybe save some money you know knowing that they you know gotta have to pay a guy like Tony Pollard or pay a, a, a Trayvon Diggs stuff like that so I I, I think their big splash is kind of I don't think we're gonna see that what about you no same here man and I, I just like I said I like the discipline you know uh I, I just I like the vision of where this team's headed you get rid of that Zeke contract next year and you just you know hopefully you know like I know I'm hoping hopefully Sean Payton comes in next year and, and, and takes this team to where it needs to be in the future. So, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we're doing. I get it. You know, you see all these moves. And think about it. Remember when Ford's contract, 
and everybody was talking about how expensive he was. Look at these freaking quarterback contracts now, man. So I'm 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 actually literally happy about where our franchise is. You know, I know it's a disappointing year last year. It, you know, we're not expecting anything big from this team. If they can make the playoffs, I you know, and I know that that's not a losing mentality, but we can make the playoffs in a soft rebuild. I don't have a problem with that. Yep, totally agree. And I think I was the first one that said that last year, by the way. So I'm going to take credit for that. I told everybody, <laughs> yeah, Dak's contract looks big now, but wait until yep, sure two years and see what it looks like. <laughs> um, all right, so let's kind of skip around the NFL. There's been so many big news around everywhere. But I got to start with, to me, the biggest news in the last two weeks since we've <laughs> talked NFL. Baby, the GOAT is back, baby. What do you think about that? Man, listen. I was initially, Anthony, I was very happy. You know, I, you, I, I got all the respect in the world for Tom. He is the best. Tom, to me, is the best ever in all the f- four sports, right? It's no doubt. But, there's but no man, doubt. Anthony, there's a, there's a part of me in the back of my mind is thinking, man, I hope this thing goes well. This is the first time ever where I've had that thing creep in the back of my mind where I hope this thing is not a disaster. On paper, they look like they got a lot of people. They look like they're, you know, they signed Russell Gage from Atlanta. They got Godwin back. Uh, they did lose. I think they did. They lose Devin White or or somebody. They lost. Um, they they lost uh, one of their guards, I believe. But then they were they lost a guard. But I thought they lost their linebacker. I'm not too sure. I have to look back at that. But I think Grunk's going to eventually come back. Um, I still think there are some issues with, you know, Arians had some comments uh, about Tom. So I don't know what's necessarily going on. I don't think it's the best relationship. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I, I just hope that it works out. Put it like this right here. I hope he can at least uh, make it to the NFC championship game. He's got to me. He's got to be able to make it to the NFC championship game. Yeah, um, another big addition the Bucks had was Logan Ryan. They got Logan okay. Ryan okay. pretty solid. Um, right. Yeah, so I, I kind of agree with you. I'm really excited for Tom to be back just because I love Tom. So Absolutely. it's hard for Absolutely. me not to be happy. But I do agree with you. Is it is it a guarantee that this is going to work out? It's not. But I think in the back of Tom's mind, he's like, man, I have to go give it one more try. Like yep. how he went out last year. I just don't think, you know, I think in his mind he would have lived with that. I wonder, you know, what if I would have came back for one year, that what if forever, and I just don't think he wanted to deal with that. So, yeah. you know, he's back in. And, of course, the Bucks are thrilled because I don't know what they were going to do with the quarterback situation in Tampa if Brady hadn't come back. I mean, they have nothing in the waiting in Tampa Bay. When Brady retires, they are completely on the out. I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if Tampa drafts a quarterback in the first round this year, because you know this is Tom's last year now. This is it. So it might not be a bad idea to draft somebody and have him sit behind Tom for one year and just kind of, you know, observe the GOAT for a year and how he does things. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm stoked. I, I agree with you there. They got to get to the NFC Championship game now. If you look on paper, I know it's super early. We're talking about on paper, and it's only March. But if you look on paper – the Rams and the Bucks to me have the two best teams in the NFC and it's not even close. Green Bay's probably third, uh, distant third, and then everybody else is jumbled for fourth on back. So 
yeah, I think Tampa, you know, I think they have a legit shot with Brady. I really hope he's able to get it done and have a storybook ride in. But to me, it's not going to tarnish Tom's legacy no matter what happens this year. Um, but I'm just happy to see him back. And I just love watching that guy compete, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I just like I said, man, I I, I feel like based on how everything just kind of seems like the N- NFC is just wide open. You got the Rams, obviously, they're the favorites going in. But uh I, I think that if he can stay healthy and, and we know he's going to be, he's going to work his you-know-what off, I think that uh, the Bucks should be primed for at least an NFC championship, not, you know, barring a major injury or something like that. Definitely, definitely. All right, some other – man, the quarterback carousel changes have been insane. So we'll go over some of these here. And you kind of hit it a little bit there. All the good quarterbacks, I swear they're all in the AFC. It's insane. Like it the is NFC crazy. right now. Yeah, the NFC is like Rodgers, Brady, and then probably Dak. Like literally, like Dak's probably the third best in the NFC. Maybe Stafford third, Dak fourth. You know, Stafford is coming off the Super Bowl. But the AFC is totally stacked. So we'll start off with the first one. Uh, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Initial reaction on that. Man, I, I mean, I hope it works out, but it just didn't do anything for me, man. Russ, um, someone did a deep dive on his numbers for the past three years. He's just not the same quarterback he used to be, obviously, and maybe because he didn't really – well, we can't say he really didn't have anything to work with because he had Metcalf and he had uh, – oh, what's the little short receiver? Yeah, I know uh, who you're talking about. I forgot yep. his name, but uh, he had him and um, – so, so I know the offensive line was uh, was an issue. So let's see, man. He's got weapons in Denver. He's got Judy. He's got Sutton. Um, he did lose Fant. Uh, he's got a great running back there. The line is pretty good. So let's see, man. I, I don't. I think they'll be solid. I think they'll be a playoff team. But I just think their team's better, man. I just think Russ is kind of on that backside of his career. He's still very good. Don't get me wrong, but. I just don't – it's going to have to break their way. That, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I've seen some downplay in Russ's uh, abilities over the last two years. Um, I don't know if it's age catching up to him or, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure what it is, but it definitely seems like he's hit a wall. Now, could he go to get this new sense, this new change of scenery, get away from Pete Carroll and get something d- different and be rejuvenated? It could happen. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens, but, you know, that'll remain to be seen. The thing that really, like, got me with this move is, all right, Denver already has a really good defense. They had a top five defense last year, and so Russ is going to make that team a lot better just because, you know, he is an upgrade from Teddy, which they had last year. But my thing is, is like, man, that AFC West now, you know, you've got uh, – he's moving into a division with Mahomes, with Herbert, and with Derek Carr. Like, I mean, I, I'm surprised that Russ would do that just knowing that he moved into a division with all these great quarterbacks. You know, there was some talk that he had a chance to go to maybe the Giants or maybe Philadelphia or stuff like that. To me, I would much rather play in the NFC East with the quarterbacks they've got in that division versus what you got in the AFC West. So I, I, it'll be remains to be seen whether it's going to work out for Denver. Um, could this be like another Peyton Manning 2.0 where they get a Super Bowl winning quarterback in the Denver and get another Super Bowl? It could. It could happen. Um, but I think Russ has a lot to prove this year, and 
and, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. I do root for Russ um, because I'm a North Carolina State fan, and he did go to NC State for three of his four college years. So I do root for Russ. He's from Richmond, close to where you know I'm from. So I, I really hope the best for us, and I hope he's able to. You know, nothing would satisfy me more than to see him win that division over Mahomes because you know how I feel about Mahomes, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, hopefully it works out. Just like you said, I, I just feel like it's so loaded in the AFC West, man. To me, the Chargers are the one that have really – I mean, if you look at what the Chargers' defense has now, and I get it, Khalil Mack is not who he used to be. But, man, that, that Chargers team is loaded. Obviously, Kansas City – I think Kansas City got Juju Smith-Schuster. I didn't really – I mean, Juju, to me, he's on the backside of his career. Um um, but the, the one that intrigues me is, Dennis, is uh, the Raiders. That's who intrigues me, the Raiders. With uh, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. You got, uh, obviously, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, to me, is improving every year. Um, I, I really, really think that AFC West is just going to be a bloodbath, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So this wasn't a quarterback change, but – Another quarterback news that we'll hop right into since you just kind of alluded to it because it's kind of a, a twofold here. Um, so Rodgers comes back to Green Bay, that that domino falls. He gets like $50 million a year, which is just an insane amount of money. However, they lose Devontae Adams. They trade Devontae Adams to the Raiders for the first and second round pick of, of the Raiders in the draft this year. So um, for me personally, I think they overpaid Rodgers – and insane. I mean, fifty million is insane, but Green Bay didn't have much of a choice. I mean, I know I heard people are like, "Well, is it the same Rodgers that he always has been? Is he declining?" I'm like, "Well, he did win the MVP last year, so to me, it's the same Rodgers we've always seen. He dominates in the regular season. The playoffs leave a little bit to be desired. Um, so that's pretty much what Green Bay stuck with, though. But I felt like they had to make the move. Now losing Devontae, that's a different story." Uh, man, I cannot believe Rodgers. Apparently, Rodgers knew they were going to lose Devontae before he signed on uh, with back with Green Bay. That surprised me because me and you were both talking on the phone the other day, and we said Rodgers has to be pissed right now that Devontae is gone. And, and we really both, you know, I thought that wholeheartedly, but so apparently he knew about it. Um, for the green for Green Bay, I actually like the move. Devontae's getting thirty million dollars a year from the Raiders. There's just no way, man, that 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 I would expect in in, in Green Bay's shoes, considering how much money you're spending. Spending Rodgers can't pay Devontae thirty million a year, and I actually like it because now Green Bay has two first round pick, you know, and two second round picks, and this is a deep uh, wide receiver. Um, a class coming out of the draft. So with all things considered, I mean, they could spend a, a first and a second draft two wide receivers. Maybe now that the money they've saved by not getting Devon, by not having Devonte, you could maybe even go grab a Jarvis Landry. So I actually like the move for green Bay to get rid of uh, Devonte, but for the Raiders, it's a great win for them as well. The Raiders are in a weird spot because they're kind of like win now mode with all the acquisitions they've done. I mean, the Raiders have grabbed, quite a bit of guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And now on offense, yeah, Hunter Renfro, Waller, and Devontae. So it's put up or shut up time for Derek Carr now. We're going to see what type of, of guy he is, um, what type of quarterback he is. But just like Russell, the thing that Derek Carr is going to have to go against is that division is absolutely loaded. Yeah, the Chargers with Khalil Mack on coming off one side and Bosa coming off the other side, that's going to be tough. And 
And that right there is just a matchup with Mahomes because you know they want to get pressure pressure on him when they play KC. So, yeah, I like the trade actually for both teams, for uh, the Raiders and the Packers. I, I thought both of them were going to win out on the deal. Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers over the past uh, uh, he's seven and one when Devontae Adams did not play. So yep. the thing the thing about Aaron Rodgers, think about it. Remember when he had uh, Greg Jennings, uh, Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson, the, uh, James Jones. Remember he used to just yep. spread it all around the field. I mm-hmm. think this is going to be a better Aaron Rodgers this year because of the fact that he's not honed into Devontae. And I felt like he was obviously targeting. You know, we we saw that play out when they played in the uh, playoff game. How uh, he just he didn't trust anybody, you know. And I think now it's going to get him to go back to being that person that would just carve you up. You didn't know where he was going. So I like the move for Green Bay, and I also like the move for the Raiders. So I think it's a win-win. And um, I, I I think Green Bay is going to be there, man. They're going to be tough because he's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. He's the best quarterback in the league. Definitely. All right. We got one more big quarterback one to talk about, and that one just broke last night, but we got one smaller one to talk about first. So let me talk about the small one because I can't hold it in anymore. Hey, remember a couple years ago when we all used to be like the big debate was who's better? Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott? Who is the better quarterback? And this was like a universal debate. Um, I don't know if me and you got into that debate or not. I can't remember. Nah, we never did. No, I don't we think we did, did, but I know no. everybody used to get into it. Can can we put that debate to bed now, man? Is that one done? It's done, man. W i n c e. <laughs> yeah. So so Carson Wentz is on the move yet again, um, and he is now a member of the Washington Commanders. Um, which the commies. yeah, the com the commies have have Wentz. So oh my, um, my oh initial God. thought, man. Uh, First of all, I I had a lot of thoughts about this. That's why I had to jump right into this. First of all, who's the coach on uh, the Colts? Uh, Was that Frank Wright? Is that Frank Wright? Yeah, Frank. Right. If he can't make Carson Wentz better, then what the hell are they going to do in Washington to make him better? What is Ron Rivera going to do? Frank Wright was who Carson had all his success with. And Frank Wright literally went to the Colts and said, I can't win with this guy. Get him out of here. That's what happened. He said, get him out of here. So that oh, is man. awful. Two, is Carson Wentz really better than Taylor Henneke? That's my question. If, if it's an upgrade, it's a slight upgrade, right? I mean, ever so slightly of an upgrade. Oh, and, and three, you know Carson is going to – there's no way. He just went from Jonathan Taylor on his offense with a really good – the best offensive line in football, the best running game. Pittman, he has some good weapons. Now he's going to Washington's dumpster fire where they have basically Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and a whole lot of nothing. So, man, that is – what do you think about this trade? It's pretty obvious what I think about it. So, man, I you know, I've never seen a number two pick in terms of a quarterback fall, you know, so far from grace. But anyway, I think – I mean, Anthony, ultimately he's still a good guy. You know, I, I will not take that away from him. I just felt like, you know, obviously he was overdrafted. Now – does he have some talent? He does have some talent. The problem is there's something wired in him where it's just it just seems like it's gonna go wrong, man. And and I I don't I don't know how you these last what three, four years, I don't know how you can kind of recalibrate all that's gone on when the bullets get real and they start to fly and there's pressure and things of that nature. So 
I mean, he, he won't ever be that person that was in the MVP race, you know, his second year before he hurt his uh before he hurt his knee. So I don't know, man. I mean, I don't even know who's on the offensive staff for the uh for the Redskins. So I don't know, man. I mean, I'm definitely not daring them. And if we lose to the commanders with Wentz, I'm gonna be sick. I'm just telling you right now, I'm gonna be sick. Yeah, I'm gonna be sick too. Um, I'm, I'm thinking I don't think we have to worry about that because I do not fear Wentz whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, man, that is – well, has he fallen from Graceland? And I'll tell you, I'm not kidding. If, if this doesn't work out for Wentz this year, <clears throat> this could be it for him. This could be his last opportunity and a starting gig. I'm sure somebody will take him as a cheap backup somewhere. But if he doesn't have a good bounce-back year this year, I think he's done as a starter. What do you think about We you agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, uh, salute to Colt McCoy and uh, what's the other guy, uh, the backup, the guy. Chase Daniels. Yeah, the Chase Daniels. They, they got – they're still uh, backup quarterbacks. So, salute to those guys. They still continue to <laughs> pocket millions of dollars and preserve their body and their brain. So, salute to those two guys, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, last uh, last um, quarterback, the big one, the big domino that we've been asking for, like, Two years, where is he going to fall? And, of course, it leaves one more question mark, so we'll have one more. <coughs> Excuse me. Deshaun Watson uh, officially traded yesterday to the Cleveland Browns. Three first-round picks, a second-round pick, whole lot of draft compensation. So, sounds to me like Cleveland basically just said, we're done with Baker Mayfield. We don't want you anymore. And, crazily enough, I was very surprised that Watson chose Cleveland, even though I like the move and he's got a lot of pieces around him. Uh, initial thoughts on Deshaun Watson quarterbacking on Cleveland. I like it, man. Um, like you said, man, he's got a he's got a ready made team. They're ready to go, bro. You got Cooper in there. I know they got. I know Landry is gone. They released Landry, but they got a lot of weapons. Um, they got an amazing backfield uh, with Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. The line is great. They still have eight uh, eight picks. In the second, third, and fourth round, so they're yep. still going. They're, they're still going to have uh, be able to build through the draft. I like the move, man. He's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's a Heisman winning quarterback, but he's not a good pro quarterback. He's solid, and he'll he'll catch on somewhere. But you can't blame the the Browns. I mean, think about it. The Browns franchise quarterback has been Bernie Kosar, bro, and that's back in the mid eighties. Okay, so. Look, man, I mean, you know, we know about the whole thing. Watson will probably get suspended for whatever time he's going to get suspended, but it's a great move. Um, I think the Browns are going to be formidable, bro. I really do. And, um, man, I just don't know where Breaker's going to go. Yeah, agree with you. Um, I think the Browns are in win-now mode because you can't – a guy like Nick Chubb, his prime is going to be so small – because yeah. of he's being a running back. So you've got to go all in on this thing now. Because the longer you wait, just, you know, year after year, Chubb's going to slow down just little by little. It's it's how it works. And and this is why I've been calling for last year. I was so 
critical of Tennessee, and I was calling for them to upgrade the the Tannehill spot because I'm telling you, man, running backs that we're trying to get Tennessee a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get. We still haven't gotten them, all these quarterback moves, and we still don't have Tennessee a quarterback. Man, um, and and you know, people think these guys like Chubb and Derrick Henry are just gonna last forever. It's it's not. They're not, bro. We know this. They're not gonna last forever. They're by, They're gonna the the lights the light switch is gonna turn off on on them. And it's going to come out of nowhere. That's how it works for running backs. You think everything's good, and then one game you're like, man, he looks a little slow, and then they're just done. So I, I love the move for Cleveland. They're totally in win-now mode, especially with Pittsburgh going through the transition that they are with the quarterback position. Pittsburgh got Mitchell Trubisky. Sounds like it's going to be their starter. So Pittsburgh's not going to be crushing that division, I wouldn't think, over the next couple of years. They're really in a, a rebuild mode. So, yeah, if you're Cleveland, you know you got the Ravens and the Bengals in the divisions. It's a tough division. Let's try to go out here and win now. So, yeah, I, I like the move a lot. AFC is totally loaded, man. It's crazy. All three of those AFC North teams I just mentioned are really good. All the AFC West teams are really good. I mean, it's going to be a battle in the AFC. The Titans, I'm sure, will still be there, even though that division is pretty soft. So, yeah, I love the Watson move. What it means for Baker, I'm not sure. I can see Baker going to Indy is my first initial thought, just because I don't know who Indy's going to start at quarterback next year. They have nothing, and they have Jonathan Taylor there. So I would think the Baker to Indy would make the most sense, but – to be honest with you, man, I'm not sure where Baker goes from here, but somebody's going to take a stab at him. He, I mean, <coughs> as critical as I've been of Baker, he he did make, what, the divisional round two years ago. He, he won a playoff game, so somebody's going to bring Baker in and have him as their starter. I'm just not quite sure where that's going to be yet. Um, my guess is going to be Indy just because I can't really think of anywhere else. Yeah, that's what it that, – that, I mean, that's the obvious, but we'll see. Um, he'll be somewhere, man. He'll be somewhere. But yeah, man, I I, I like the move. Well, obviously, obviously, Houston didn't want him because I was kind of surprised he wasn't part of the trade. And that's right, you. right. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah, Houston. I think Houston. You know, they got something in that Davis Mills, man. I really believe that, bro. Um, so we'll see, man. But yeah, you're right. Indy is probably the next best place. But man, we'll see, bro. I. You know, there's no way he can be in Cleveland. You know, there is no way he can be no. there. So. And is he, is he, I was thinking like, is he an upgrade? Does he go to San Francisco? But is he an upgrade to, from Jimmy G? I don't think Baker's not to me, man. I, I, not to me. I know people always laugh at me, but I, there's just something about Jimmy G I like. Whatever. I mean, yeah. I know he's going to, he's going to toss you a couple, but then again, he's going to get you where you need to go too. So. I mean, yeah. I don't know where Baker's going to go, bro. The, really the only other, Maybe Seattle? That was the other thing that looked out to me was potentially Seattle, but I'm hearing Seattle is going to go total rebuild mode because um, right, I actually right. – I heard some rumors that DK Metcalf could be shopped around, and I heard some grumblings about Green Bay, believe it or not. Um, right. But if they go total rebuild mode, I wouldn't think you'd bring in a Baker Mayfield because – you know, he's formidable and he's going to win you some games. So if you go right. to the rebuild, you would think you'd want to throw in. I mean, if I'm Seattle and you want to rebuild, I just start Gino all year and, you know, have right. him as a one year stop gap and then, you know, build through the draft after that. So we'll see, man. It, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, Cause I was thinking the Saints, but I think the Saints, they're either going to bring Jameis back uh, or possibly draft, uh, uh, I forgot the kid's name in the draft there. Uh, but, but, uh, I don't know, man. That's that's crazy, bro. He may not have a place to go. 
yeah, that's another big uh, question mark guy right there to me is if I'm Indianapolis and I can't get a Baker Mayfield or he's too expensive, I'm definitely looking at Jameis Winston because yeah. I think Jameis, even though he's coming off the injury now, I think he proved that he can still play. I, I really believe that Jameis can still play, man. I think he can be a really good NFL quarterback. You, you agree? Yeah, no, I like Jameis. Jameis is solid, man. He's working hard, totally reshaped his body. I hated that he got injured because that's – that Saints defense was just mauling people. It was awesome, man. They kept the minute, you know, all last year with all the quarterback issues. So, uh, yeah, I hope everything works out for Jameis, man. I really do. Me too. All right, let's round robin a couple at a couple teams here that did some things here, good, bad, and the ugly. Um, let's start off with Buffalo, man. So Buffalo has been pretty not super active in free agency, but I really – they got the Von Miller pickup was the big one for Buffalo. Um, thoughts on that pickup, man? Um, obviously, it's a lot of money. Uh, we know he's not going to – you know, he's not going to be there for six years. It's probably a two-year deal at that. The only thing that concerns me is Von's always getting nicked up. And, man, that weather in Buffalo is brutal when it gets really cold. So, let's see how that plays out, man. I got to keep an eye on that. I know it's a big splash you know, type of move. Vaughn still has it, you know, to me, if you play him about 60% of the time, he can still be effective, but I'm just concerned about his injury issues and that Buffalo cold. Yeah, I think that's, that. I agree. I, I think a lot of these AFC teams like the uh, Chargers and like the Bills, they know the only way to get Mahomes is you got to be able to rush him with four guys. And that's why you're seeing a Von Miller get paid a lot of money you saw Khalil Mack, you know, get brought in. They know that's the way you got to beat Mahomes. You've got to get pressure on him with your front four. So they're bringing in these guys. So I like to move for Buffalo. Buffalo's kind of all in to win it, and they should be, right? I mean, Buffalo's got the team right now to where they should be a contender yeah. in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the Rams, man, the Rams get Allen Robinson. So now you're talking about a potential wide receiver core with Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, with what they got there. Man, the Rams are loaded. Do you like what they did there? Man, they got a plethora of weapons. Uh, golly, man, they're going to be tough, bro. They are going to be tough because they still that defense is still going to be there. Um, but with that many weapons, man, wow, they, they're, they're going to be tough. Yeah, it, it's insane. I mean, I, I – I, I don't know. They don't have a whole lot of weaknesses now on that team. So I'm really looking – I really think the Rams are the best team, you know, coming back. But we know how it is to try to win two Super Bowls in a row. That That's hard. Um, yep. All right. And then I got to bring this up now. You know, to me, those were the two teams that I thought Buffalo and, and the Rams both got so much better in free agency. That along with the Raiders, you know, we already talked about what they did. But I got to ask you now, now we got to go to this part. Can you just answer me one question, man? What the hell is the Jaguars doing? Bro, the Jaguars. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think, you know what, Anthony? I think with the Jaguars, it, it, I think that based on what they went through and, and just the, the high hopes they had, they got the number one pick, who I still, to me, the jury's still out on Trevor. I still think he's an NFL quarterback, but I just don't know. I think they want to just try to – surround this kid with as much as possible in order to f figure out where they need to go. I really believe that. I, I, I mean, golly, they just spent like crazy. Some of the moves did not make sense to me. 
So it's going for me, it's going to be kind of a wait and see, man, really. But golly. And then they released uh, Miles Jack, who apparently has knee, knee issues. And I think he was kind of a bad locker room presence. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, the Jaguars, man, they want to let everybody know, hey, we're still down here, right? <laughs> so let me just throw these couple moves at you here, all right? <laughs> Christian Kirk. Four years, $84 million a year. $21 million a year for Christian Kirk. All right. Now, they were already talking about here locally. They said if Christian Kirk got that money, then Terry McLaurin might be asking for a spaceship here next year when he comes up, right? (laughs) Because look at those numbers between Christian Kirk and McLaurin's. And keeping in mind that McLaurin's had nobody thrown on the ball, that, uh, wow. That's hey, crazy. you know, you know, you know what that was, right? The old ski mask. Yeah. Oh my God. So now, now this is the ultimate ski mask. Even though that's a lot more money, Evan Ingram, a one-year, nine million dollar, fully guaranteed money, one-year, nine million dollars. Evan Ingram. He. We don't even know what position Evan Ingram plays because he's too small to be a tight end. He's too slow to be a wide receiver. And they gave him nine million dollars fully guaranteed. Now that is the ultimate ski mask move right there. That ski is... mask with the bag hanging and everything. You know? yeah. <laughs> that, I don't I don't know if Shad Khan has his eye on AEW too much to where he hasn't been looking at what's going on with this football team. But oh, man. man, whoever's GM out there in Jacksonville, that man. that's some bad moves. Okay, and then man. they also gave Brandon Sheriff a lot of money, who is the washed, I mean totally washed. Washington Commanders guard who oh, has is goodness. often injury prone. They gave him a pretty significant size contract as well. So, yeah, man, what Jacksonville's doing, I have no idea. And then I got to end on this. I saw this and and I thought this was so funny. So these Dolphin fans were on and they said, "Hey, Cowboy fans, uh, how good is Connor Williams? We're wondering what we got." And I've just I read that and I said, "Man, I wish Joe was here so we could both just give him what we think." So. Joe, I'm going to ask you right now for Dolphins fans. What did they get out there in Connor Williams in free agency? Bro, man. You know when he did that video saying fins up? <laughs> Bro. Let me tell you, man. I Look, you know, once again, you never want to – these guys, they play a tough sport, right? So he got paid. He got the bag, right? Oh, yeah. Take it. But, but I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, after about the – fourth or fifth hole and he kind of holds his hands up like what I did. They gonna want to send him back to Dallas so quick, bro. <laughs> it's so it's gonna be so funny, man. I can't wait to see the fan reaction when he holds at the biggest, most crucial moment of the game, bro. <laughs> that's that's what he does, man. Holding penalty. Hold, they might as well just obliterated just, by the defensive tackles, man. Yeah, if I was Miami, I would start at least two drives. Just go ahead and start at first and 20 because that's what it's going to be. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. So just start at first and oh, 20. Man. Oh, yeah, uh, on a positive note, um, I was happy that Cedric Wilson got paid. I know we talked about that briefly, but yeah, that was yeah, a guy Wilson's that – solid pro, man. Yeah, solid pro, 200th pick in the draft, and he got like a three-year, $20, $22 million. So I was happy to see – I'm happy yep. to see them underdog guys like that get their money because he deserves it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We lost in, in uh where did our punter go, Angler? Where did he go? Where did he I, sign? I don't think he's signed yet, as far as mm. I'm I've not seeing anything mm. about him mm. signing yet. Um I know they just said that Dallas is probably not gonna sign him because of the money that, you know, sure. he would be on because you know, he was one of the best punters in football last year. 
Right. And I know we lost Greg the leg, too. Yeah, they cut Greg the leg. We cut. Thank God, Dallas cut Greg oh the leg. That, goodness, was, that may be that the best crazy. move in all of free agency. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, they're crazy. saying Johnny Hecker's going to get a uh, release from the Rams. So a lot of people think that Hecker was that was Bones's punter in in L.A. So I, I would thought imagine. he got signed. Did he get signed? I thought he did. I thought okay. he did. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I looked at something wrong there. It's it's man. It's hard to keep up with with all this it's stuff. Crazy, oh right? yeah, you're right. The Panthers did sign him yesterday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm not sure what, what we're gonna man. do out of the kicking game. Um, but I do want to end here since we're about right up to time. We wanted to get off here. Um, sure. Let me just ask you this question now. We'll kind of close the. We started with the Cowboys. We'll end with the Cowboys here, right on the book, man. What is so we both agree we're on a soft rebuild here, right? But what does this mean for Mike McCarthy? Do you think Mike McCarthy has to overachieve with this team that's not really meant to compete, or is this a year like what does it mean, man? Because I'm not, I don't really know what to think about what this means for McCarthy. I, I think he's got to overachieve because if Sean Payton is not in the booth, and and, and from what I'm hearing, that's kind of died down. I think I, – look, I think the handwriting's on the wall. I think we're going to have Sean Payton as our coach next year. And, I, unfortunately, McCarthy is just in a – he's in a bad situation. I think he makes the best of it. And uh, – but I, I, I think he would have to literally get us to the NFC Championship game to keep his job. And that's that's not going to happen. I can't right, see this right, roster right. getting to the NFC Championship game. So, yeah. I agree with you. I just – you know, if McCarthy does go out and get into the divisional round – Let's say they win, they, they win the division and they win out of the wild card round, then they lose in the divisional round to, you know, a Rams team or something. Is that enough to keep his job? I don't know. No. I think you're right. I think any opportunity they have to get Sean Payton, I think McCarthy's out out of there. So it's going to be a weird year for him. I, In a way, I kind of feel bad for McCarthy, and then I also don't because he's going to be making a boatload of money, so I really don't feel bad for him at all. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a, it's a weird spot for Cowboy fans. We're – we're not used to rebuilding, and um, you know some people can say, "Well, hell, we've been rebuilding for thirty years because we had one squat in thirty years, right?" So right. I I totally get it. Um, but you know, I will say one thing: I, I will not be lost in the. I will not get caught up in the sauce this year. I'm not going to you say, say in training camp that we're going to win the Super Bowl. We're not. Um, I, I do still think we can win the division. I think the right. NFC East we can win. Um, but that's about as far as I'm willing to say about the squad <laughs> this year. Win the NFC East, yes. Anything past that, I am unwilling to admit to anything. <laughs> well, bro, you know if they start like 8-1, and one, we're back in. You know that. Oh, if they you start 8-1, I'm in. Full, I'm about pom-pom, pom-poms are out, and I'm fully – Fully ready to roll. Setting ourselves up again, right? Yeah. The thing that's rough, though, bro, we were, what, 6-1, and 7-1 and one last year with the squad we had last year and yeah. then had to blow it up. So, you know, due yeah, to, man. you know, salary cap. So, I don't know, man. I'm always – I'm unfortunately, even though they underachieved so bad, this 2021 Cowboys team is going to be one team that, that I'm going to stick in there with the – 2014, the 2007, the 2016. I really think that team was talented enough to to get to the Super Bowl. I, I still think that. Absolutely, man. Well, look, this has been great, brother. And we will catch everybody else on the other side. All right, man. Sounds good. All right. All right.